What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They're a twerk class instructor, business owner with the biggest shakedown in the country, and I cannot wait (laughs) to get to know the man. (laughs) Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, CJ the Trainer. How you doing? The intro is down. Thank you. (laughs) I do what I can. Thank you so much. You gave me a little life. I woke up with that one. I felt in my spirit. Period. Yes, God. Mission accomplished. How are you feeling today? Oh, tired. I got a lot to know where I've been. (laughs) I've been traveling the past couple days. I had to teach in Detroit and I had a um, a a club appearance in Ohio. So that's been for the past couple days. That's Thank awesome. you. We love that. What are you most looking forward to from 2023? Um honestly, I don't I don't know. I stopped making those types of like resolutions a long time ago. I kind of just go day by day and see what happens the next day. And it makes sense. <laughs> nice. Like I would hope for me to be like in like more TV shows and stuff like that, but Things tend to change every day, so I just kind of want to live day by day, honestly. Just be a great philosophy. I'm here for that. Absolutely love that. What are you most looking forward to leaving behind in 2022? Toxic niggas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bad family members. <laughs> I left behind my my, uh, my debt because I paid it off in, in full, so I have no more debt. Period. Period. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, depression. <laughs> that whole mm. She can't come this year. She has to stay right there. Um, that's really it. Like you know, just like you know, my old some of my old habits of like how I used to handle business interactions stuff like that. Um, just kind of want to change that this year. Okay, go. So, for the people who don't know, let my audience in on who is CJ. Well, first, my name is Christopher Lewis. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, CJ is because I'm a junior. Um, my dad's obviously senior, but he's no longer here, so I'm a junior. Um, so the CJ came out of that. I've been called 
my nickname used to be Lil Chris, so that's why I didn't want to do the whole Lil Chris thing. I was with CJ, it was easier. Um, yeah, Jacksonville, Florida, 30 years old. Um, I started this this thing now, which is a big thing. I started this thing back in 2017 after I moved back to Jacksonville, Orlando. Um, it was just an idea. Like, it was just an idea um, that turned into something really big in my city. I became the biggest uh, aerobics coach in the, in the city. And my classes was epic because everybody kept coming outside like roaches under the refrigerator. We was outside every weekend. We had a, every week, it was Wednesdays. We had a good time. Um, uh, no kids, I don't think, uh, no children. Uh, but I do have got two guy kids. I got two guy I think they're mines. I guess they are mines. No, they are mines. My two god kids. And I have one on the way. My best friend has a third one. Um, yeah, I'm just an all, I'm a, all out, like, you know, this adventurous individual. Um, this thing that I've been doing is just so big to on a level now. It's, it's taking me everywhere and kind of have fed my adventurous spirit. Like, I can see everything I want to see and go where I want to go. <laughs> That's basically it. Like, I'm, I'm an open book to a certain extent because you can't know everything about personal. But everything about my life is open. That's incredible. What were your dreams growing up? I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Nice. Yep, I wanted to be in the medical field. I, was, I, I, have, a, um, I have a heart for people. You know, I enjoy helping and healing and nurturing. So the medical field was um, my go-to, specifically pediatrics, I love children. Um, I ain't really care too much about the adults because you got one time to yell at me. I'm pulling the plug on you, but the babies, the babies, <laughs> I, want, I, want to, I love them. I love babies. I love children. Just you know, nurturing children and you know, helping them be the best they can be in the, in the aspect. So I wanted to go into pediatrics, neurology, um, or just you become a nurse, a male nurse, which is highly doable. Still, I can still do it. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> Not right now, at least. Hmm, okay. I dig that. When did you discover dance? Well, um, I started dancing in, with like Zumba classes and stuff like that, like in 2011, after my dad passed away, because uh, I, I was really depressed. Thank you. Um, yeah, once he passed away, I was trying to find ways to um, release all that, because I had never dealt with the death, let alone losing a parent. And and at, at an age where I could understand, I was 19 years old. So I was like really messed up about <clears throat> him leaving. So I started going to Zumba classes at the YMCA. And that's how I kind of got introduced into the whole group fitness aspect of dancing. Um, and while dancing at the YMCA, I met a lot of instructors that were Zumba instructors. Um, they saw a lot of potential in me. But you know, one thing is crazy. Um, they saw the potential in me, but they never wanted to push me in the right direction except for a couple of them. But you know how you, you realize that people really are, are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They are intimidated by the greatness that you carry because they see how people flock to you. Bless you. Thank you. So, yeah, I was there. 2011 was the year I got into dance. Group fitness, dance group fitness. Okay, nice. Now, can you describe the moment that if that it stuck out to you that you were supposed to go into this field for yourself? Um, 
I think well, okay, yeah. That the, the the first time I realized that was when I had my very very first class. Um, I must be able to say that. I must say that when I when I so what I did was is I hold on, I'm going to circles. Hold on. No, you're fine. Go for it. This is how this is how I started. I came in from Orlando and I had an idea. I got four girls with me because I never wanted to be the, the I, I never wanted to be like the, the main person. I wanted to be the behind the scenes and have my girls execute. You know, so like 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 the fly girls. That was the goal initially. Love and that. And so when when I first uh, saw them, we did we did a we danced together in the gyms, and um, we did we did a choreo. We we practiced a choreo every day for four days. So by the time I, I went live and shot the video, the live went viral because uh, oh snap, like y'all like. Like we were, we went viral in my city, and at that moment I knew that was crazy. And I offered my very first class in Jackson. That's how I got interested. That's how I started doing it. And my very first class, I had a hundred and I think a hundred and two or hundred and three people that came to this one small little studio that could not accommodate everybody. And that small studio space held a hundred some people. It was free. I just wanted to try it. It was free, and everybody loved it. I had a great time. Like I had to split the class up into the gym I didn't I just I didn't know what to do I just did it and literally I just did it <laughs> and once I just did it I just like oh shit it works for me like it works and that's how I got into it that's how I fit realizing this for me the response that was it so, that is so incredible I love Thank that you. of course now what went into the thought process of you blending twerking with fitness like where did those two things meet for you well in the club Damn. <laughs> no shade. All right now. No shade. No shade. All right now. I know. I was right. always, I was always in a club. Like they, they knew me to shake. Like I was going to shaking down, throwing ass. Like I was always like the cut up person in the club. And I lost like, I lost like fifty pounds by going to the club every week, just to go there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I was, in the club. I was, and I saw some, I think some of my old videos. I was like, damn, I was so skinny. But I was in the club every Wednesday, every Friday, just dancing and just kept dancing. And people knew me to be, knew me to be there just to dance. That's all I did. I just dance. Oh, you, you make me tap back into my my, my old life, child. I don't <laughs> They knew me to dance. That was it. They they had me dancing in their child to some music up. The DJs love me. The owners love me. They love me even more now because they see me being so big. We all have the same conversation. Like I remember you coming here at twenty one, just just coming here dancing, having a good time. I'm thirty now, so twenty one right. and twenty two and nineteen. You know what I'm saying? You in here just cutting up. And I had a great time. I imagine that you're hearing the Yin Yang Twins about now. I imagine that you're hearing <laughs> too short in your head right now. <laughs> Down. Definitely. I imagine <laughs> like there's a little salt shaker going on right now I feel you, you. Know that. <laughs> yes sir I know that's right how do you want people to leave your class feeling like a bad bitch with a bad perm <laughs> yeah <laughs> baby yes, you come bitch, and if, your, if, your, if your wig if your wig ain't snatched bitch and you ain't your braids ain't falling out your edges ain't sweating out I ain't doing my job I swear to I tell them all the time, if you come in here, if you live out the same way you came here, I ain't do my job. But nine times out of 10, they leave out with their hair going messed up and these tiny shit, I did my job. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Come on, put your weave out. It's giving some change realness. <laughs> I love that for you. I want to lace, I tell the girls all the time, if your wig flies to the right, I'm going to catch you to the left. 
If your track slip, I pick it up for you. If your braid slip, I catch it for you too. If you ball head, I'll give you some whiplash. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. Now, what do you think has been the most impactful moment you've taken from a class? Um, hmm. I think when I started having my clients that have disabilities come out, what's the most impactful for me? Um, excuse me. Um, is Justin here? Jesus, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think when my when my students that come out that have disabilities, not just like the ordinary ones. You're talking about like I've I've had like you know uh, deaf students, and I've had students that are uh, you know physically unable to like move the lower body and and just you know just come out and just enjoy themselves um i think those really stand out the most to me not just because that you know they want to come learn but the fact that they, they go they go against the odds of them not you know being incapable or people have quoted them to be incapable of doing something and coming to my avenue in my atmosphere just for me to have them turn up and this like it's like they never have had that moment you know saying of their life of being you know, disabled again. And this is that's that makes people feel awesome. I enjoy that too much actually. That is so awesome. That is incredible. I love that for you. Yes, yeah, I mean I'd be surprised. I'm like, you wanna come dance to me? I mean my, my first uh, um she wasn't mute, she was actually deaf. But she could communicate slightly but couldn't communicate a lot. And her friend came well, her sister, sorry, came to my class like religiously in the in the DMV area. She came out, she said, My sister wants to come. She's deaf, but I'm gonna sign her. She signed her the whole class. Like, I'm like, girl, I almost proud. I'm like, you signed her the whole class and she just danced. And that was like one of my favorite students because she was in that cut abandoned me. I was like, bitch, wait, how you can hear me? Girl, she was in that like she was like, like she told me, she was like, she was like, she's like, she taught me how to sign, but she said, You a bad bitch. I was like, Wait, teach me how to do it again? Yes! <laughs> yes. She taught, I don't know how she did it. And forgive me for those who watch. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. She showed, I can't remember the style of my hand, but she did this on my hand. And she's like, you a bad. I said, teach me how to do it again. And it was, I got the video. I still got the video. It was just lovely. I enjoyed that. That warmed my heart, actually. That is so incredible. Oh, that's touching. Oh, hell. Okay. Now, I would done cried on my show once. Y'all ain't gonna get me again. <laughs> Y'all not gonna get me again. Because that show is actually about to come out. And I'm like, damn it. What is this? Mm. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm back. What do you think is the song that you've used in your classes that gets the gets the participants most excited like 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 what's the biggest response song that you have in your class i wouldn't even say it's, i wouldn't even say it's a particular song i would say it's a particular artist because i use oh. artist music all the time it's flyboy pino he's from new orleans uh he's a really good friend of mine he makes bounce music and uh, i tell you anything with kino that'll do it every time what would have your job in your, your, your head between your legs god i know that baby he, yeah he cuts a little bit I know that's right, because anytime I hear DJ Jubilee, baby, it's over with. You hear me? Outside. Baby, it's a rap. I love that. I love that. How does it feel? Well, wait, hold on. Let me go back. Talk to me about how you came into contact doing this work with, with 
celebrities or famous people and like how did those interactions start to come into play for you um so my first well my first interaction was when i went viral in 2019 when i was dancing on the back of the couch and i was shaking down on the back of the couch with my homegirl and that's at the time where the shade room only had maybe like one point some million followers they were still kind of really new with the blog site and uh someone had spammed my video and it was going viral and this time instagram was like instagram was still instagram but instagram wasn't like you know how it is now like instagram was it to a lot of people but 2016 17 instagram was like still cute but not like everything it was so facebook yeah. um, right so you know instagram was just like starting to pop in 2017 16 17. um yeah so they post me on there then of course a lot of people reached out to me like big frida jess hilarious um jocelyn and um a couple of the names i can't even actually remember figure out <laughs> it was just so long ago because like you know so long ago then of course you have hating ass hoes that just think they could just eat me up the bitch be ready for your host any day okay um, my first, in, my first like physical in person was Lizzo. Matter of fact, Lizzo wrote me in 2020, yeah, 2020, and she was coming to Texas uh, at the time I had moved to Texas, and uh, just moved to Texas. And her, I was doing like weekly classes before I went on tour, and um, I think her best friend came to one of my classes. So Lizzo wrote me and was like, "Hey, um, I'm coming to Houston for uh, for rodeo." Um, I want to do a session with you. I'm like, bitch, it's not a fucking list. Like, I was like, this ain't a fucking list. I know you fucking lie. <laughs> I gagged so bad. I was like, this is Lizzo for real. It was Lizzo for real. Dead ass. And she was like, yeah, I said, yeah, I'm like, sure. Like, hell yeah. And then, no shade, March of 2020 would change everybody's life because we went on lockdown for a pandemic. Everybody was scared, frantic, you know, what the fuck to do. It was, you know what, when I get older, if I ever have grandkids, my godkids gonna have kids, I have grandkids. I'm gonna tell you the answer's damn story. Because 2020 was, was was definitely it. When she, it hit me and she it was, was that like, year. it was that year, like everything was shut down. I was like, oh my God, I was new to Texas and I had my family, didn't want to travel because, you know, they started putting like these, these travel checkpoints and then if we had COVID and all like, it was so much great shit. So Lizzo, we had to cancel it. Um, when I went back on tour at the end of the year, um, I was going to LA for the first time in 2020. And and uh, what happened? Okay, I was I was I left LA or well, leaving LA to go back to Vegas. And she wrote me again on Instagram. She was like, "Hey, are you? I see you in LA. Can we do a class on Sunday?" I'm like, bitch, this is fucking Lizzo. Like, I'm just like gagging here. But <laughs> I was like, I was like, sure. She's like, okay. I think if you take a COVID test just to make sure you don't have COVID. I thank God I did not have COVID. I was like, God, please let me have COVID. Like, this is I just, I told my mama in the car, my mom, I just need one A-list celebrity that's gonna take this to the next level for me because I was, I was already doing good, but I was already expanding myself. Baby, I went to that studio. I was like waiting there patiently. She got there about 45 minutes, like, give it to her. She was definitely a nigga. But <laughs> and she came with a bottle of Hennessy, no lie. Her her three her her, her two homegirls came with a bottle of Hennessy and four minutes later. I love but, that Down. I was in for it. I said, I said my Zachary, I said, bitch, I'm drinking this shit, you can pass out. She's like, CJ, I'm just so excited to meet you. For one, I'm like, you excited to meet me. I'm excited to meet you. 
big old you to little old me, but that mindset to change because I'm a big old me too. Bitch, in my own period. You hear me? She's a big old her and her husband and her name. I'm a big old me in my lane too, baby. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Now I'm like, bitch, you know what? I don't live for that. What she said that I was so caught off guard because it's like I never thought that you know people like looking for for real. I, I don't think like that to this day. I'm like, okay, bitch, I know I know who I am. So when she did all that, that was like my first first interaction. And when she posted me, she did tag me on Instagram, and that took me up. I mean, 21 was up. I was busy every week. Um, Savage X50 reached out to me. I had got a contract with them for that year. I was on MTV that year. I had sold out tours every weekend, somewhere different. I was still wore, wore out. Um, that was also the year I met BB Judy and the Brat for their Walmart commercial. Uh, <laughs> um, I had, uh, it's just, it was just so much, uh, Amber Riley, Gabra Sadibe, um, Precious from Precious, the actor Precious. They, Gabourette I had Sidibe. them. Yeah, uh, did that say me right? Sadibe, Sadibe. Gabra Sadibe. Gabra Sadibe. I be saying mm-hmm. Sadibe. I'm from the south. I don't know how to say that shit. Ain't like to We will put an accent mark on anything, child. You gotta know that. You said Sadibe. I love like they all came out and it was just that whole year was so. Exponentially great for me. It was just open for everything. In the pressure. <laughs> that's what it is. But that's my first interaction with, with a celebrity and what it opened up for me with working with my first celebrity. But I, it wasn't my last celebrity. Of course. So if you're open to talk about it, talk to me about the impact that your depression had on you as far as personal and then how that leaked over into your professional. Um, yeah, depression isn't fun. I don't mind talking about depression. I'm, I'm actually an advocate for that. Um, thank you. Yeah, depression is not fun. Depression is, any, matter of fact, anyone can really be depressed, even currently talking, you know, um, because there's different forms of depression. My depression just doesn't set in until I stop doing whatever I'm doing. And I've had to work on that. But the depression stemmed out from an end of a relationship. That person didn't cause it, but they had a, play, a part to play into it. I was already overwhelmed anyway. Um, I stopped production at the end of the, of the end of 2021. I didn't want to do anything because I, I just couldn't, I couldn't even recognize my own face. I couldn't even look at myself and see CJ. I, I looked in the mirror like, where, what, who the fuck am I? It was times where I sat down and like, I couldn't comprehend that I was actually alive. I felt like I was like trying to rip myself apart on the inside from the outside. It was just so crazy. Um, that disassociation is some real shit, honestly, by the way, too. It's, it's really weird. And it's so scary if you don't understand it, where the easy way to explain it is like, you know that you're here, here, and you're physically here, but you feel like you're not here. You feel like you're watching yourself on TV screen in third person. That's some scary shit. Like anxiety attacks, panic attacks happening left and right. It was so horrible for me. And I was just, I was going through it anyway. I was going through the, the bad space. So so it, it it did not resonate with me. Like I was really depressed. I thought like something bad was happening to me. And so I went to a therapist and told me that I was going through depression and I had what they consider a high function depression. Um, I can, I maneuver, act and I go normal, but I'm still in a, in a state of depression. I'm like, well, how the fuck is that? Like I thought depression, you want to kill yourself. And I did want to kill myself at one point in time. Um, 
So I took a moment off. I took some time off from, from traveling. I went back home for a little bit. I didn't want to stay in my apartment in Houston. I left Texas, went back to Florida. I went to my best friend's house, my auntie house. I think I cried, I was scared. I had to walk myself through it until one day I said, fuck it, I'm tired of this shit. I'm not gonna let it take me out of here. I'm gonna do something about it. And every day I just work on, if I if I felt it, I recognize why I felt that way. And I just let it, I, I let it be. And 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 uh, Amber Riley told me, she taught me some stuff. She was like, hey, she said, I experience this stuff all the time. And this association is not fun. She said, when you feel that moment, she said, you cannot fight it because it won't help you fighting it. She said, because you, you, can, you can't control your, your thoughts at some time. She said, just feel yourself through it, let it happen. And when you get into that space, you feel yourself out of it. And that works every time. If I feel like I'm going to that spot, I'll stop. What's triggering me? What's causing me to be this way? And I'll get myself out of that space. It's like depression is stuck. <laughs> but Absolutely. you can overcome it. You can definitely overcome depression for sure. I'm working on it, Chad. You can overcome depression. Um, how are you protecting your peace nowadays? Cut, every, cut these hoes off. I don't, I don't got time for that. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie to you. If I feel like you are disturbing my peace, I will cut you off and say, okay, I love you, have a great life. I'm not, and I don't even want you to come back until you change because I'm in a place now where I don't want anything that's going to disrupt me, how I feel in a great moment. I've been in a great mindset. Anything that's going to disrupt that, I will walk away from it. And I will say, I love you, but I gotta go. As much as it may hurt me, I'll walk away with a smile. I mean, it feel good that I walked away and not fought it. 100%. Period. Because fuck these people. <laughs> Where do you ultimately want your classes and your 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 career, the shakedown, all of these things that you're putting together and doing and executing flawlessly? Where do you want all of this to ultimately take you? I want to be as big as Zumba. Awesome. I want to be as big as Zumba, as big as Beto. I want to be just as big as he is. That is incredible. And the crazy thing is, I'm already international. That's not gonna be hard, but I wanna make it as big as he is. Absolutely. How does it feel being able to see the thing that you've built and you've created on any platform, any type of space around the world and be able to know, like people know that you out here throwing ass for the girls and you can come and teach them <laughs> how to throw ass for the girls. <laughs> Um, I mean, it feels good that people are still interested. Like I've been on tour for three years straight and I still sell out, you know? It's still a blessing to even sell out. I quit my job two years ago, maybe two years in May. And I haven't had a regular job in two years. I just enjoy the fact that I'm doing what I love to do and it's opening so many doors for me. The hardest thing to do in this industry is to say, consistent because it's so easy to give up and like, okay, I can do a job. But when I think about that, I'm like, hell, I'm not going to motherfucker job. I wake up at eight o'clock in the morning to go to work. Uh-uh, bitch, uh-uh. I'm not doing that. That's ghetto. I can wake up at one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not doing it no more. I'm not doing it. Bitch, I go, I go, I go make $40, give it head, bitch, I go, that's my job, bitch, I have it. Only fans me, I can't take a regular job. Only fans me do down, please. Down, I can't take Click a regular job anymore. Like, can't do it. It's just too much for me. That girl says, swipe up or miss me. Thank you. <laughs> I love that for you. 
What are you working on now that we should be looking forward to? I can't tell you I'm on NDAs, baby. <laughs> yes! I can't tell you. I can't tell you one, though. Um, I did get offered a 10, doc, a 10 episode docu-series for myself, and that conversation is actually today at 4 o'clock. But other stuff, I can't really say too much because I, I got NDAs, so. That's God, honey. That's what I love to hear, honey. I love when I love when people have shit, shit, shit that they can't talk about, honey. That means that there's <laughs> real money on the table. Praise God. I love that for you, honey. Yes, cheers to that. Yeah. So, for sure. So, who do you have left to work with? Who's the ultimate person that, like, if you could just have anybody walk into your class, who ass you trying to throw? You know, a lot of people would say Beyonce, and as much as I love Beyonce, she would not be the person I really want to do my last one with. The last one I think I, I, I made everyone advance with is Janet Jackson, period. Give me Miss Janet all day. If I can get Miss Janet, I know she's, you know, she's really sophisticated, but if I just get one top of it, give me the one little wobble, I'm satisfied with my life. I love I know, Beyonce. I know that's right. Just give me an hour with like 1993 Throb Janet. Yes, like Janet will give you, give you like, yeah, even one of the old legends, uh, uh, Anita Bacon. <laughs> if I can answer, you would give you a little one too. <laughs> Still give me like a Cupid shuffle. <laughs> I am here for that. Nah, don't let Dion Warwick walk through there, child. She probably gonna have your head. Dion Warwick gonna throw ass. <laughs> but Dion definitely, definitely Janet. I love Janet. Um, been a big Janet fan forever today. Um, I mean, she may not ever do it, but you know, I guess what? I can, I, I may go a dream. I'm telling you. So, which stop are you going to on the Together Again tour? Um, you know, I've never been to a concert. Isn't that funny? Wow. Never been to a concert. Um, I did see her her concert dates, but I don't like concerts. I think for me, it's more so of uh, just the amount of people in one space. It makes me so anxious. That's why I never went because I get I get I get anxiety quick, and it's like I gotta look. You know, I just um. I, I watch Mafara. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> my anxiety, my anxiety, my anxiety would kick my ass really bad in, in a concert because of, of how many people would be there in one spot. And then I'm thinking about old COVID. That's still real. <laughs> like I want COVID again. We'll get you the DVD. It's all right. We'll get you the DVD. I tell collectible. I just can't do a concert. People have no. People have no. People have no. 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 Like. I don't know, I don't see the morals. Like, they, they just don't have a care when they're out in concerts. And then you got, <laughs> you got those that just play on stuff. They start shooting and stuff. Like, that's just too much. I'm, I'm scared it's like that. Oh, no See, it's something about there's just certain artists that'll make me just jump off a bridge. Well, not literally jump off, not not literally jump off a bridge, but like just literally be like, okay, just forget the world is happening. Like if like if Janet Jackson goes on tour, the world stops for me. If I find out Grace Jones is performing anywhere near me, the world stops for me. So I'm like, when, where, COVID, who, where? Give me five masks. Give me a plastic bubble. <laughs> I'll show up in an astronaut suit for Grace Jones. Do not play with Grace Jones. Do not play. I will show up in a plastic bubble. I would love pieces of Grace Jones, baby. That thing right there had me on Have me that motherfucker just show up the bridge. My damn self, did she come outside the door? I will literally be in the middle of the damn amphitheater in a six foot plastic bubble, turning it. 
Tired of that. With, with Gray pulling up to the bumper. Period. But yeah, that just, oh, hell, now you done got me married, child. Now I gotta just listen to the, now I gotta listen to someone to call my lover and get back in the disassociated moment. Like, now I gotta just get back in the trance. I gotta get back in the trance. I need to see, I need to see Janet again. And I got it, because I haven't seen Janet since I was a literal child. Mm. So at my big age of 31, I'm going to see mother. I don't give a damn if I, 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 I don't give a damn if y'all gonna find me in a hazmat suit somewhere. We going. Pray mm. for me. Pray well, for me. That might be delusional. I, I don't know what that says about me, but I don't go outside often. So there's only certain okay. people that's gonna bring me outside. And guess what? Do your big one. Okay, because depending on how Janet goes, I'm going to see Jill Scott too, because you know, I've just. Now that's supposed to be one of too. I saw hers coming up. I'm like, okay, Jill, Jilly from Philly. If I can just. I get VIP tickets, but I'm a big Neo Soul individual lover. I love that that genre of music. That's yeah, the kind like of music I'm gonna sleep to every night. I have been in her comments for days. I'm like, girl, please bring your ass over here to the stage. Girl, I know you're going on tour in Europe and they appreciate you and all that stuff. But girl, I want you over here too. I wanted to go to the Sugar Water <laughs> Festival, Jill. Damn. Thinking about me, I'm sorry. That just triggered me a little bit because I love me some Jill Scott. Okay. Now, what's your personal favorite song to twerk to? It'll have to be Shake the Monkey. Oh. <laughs> yes. Not for sure. All right. Okay. Yes, God. I'll be playing that as soon as we leave out of here. All right. What would you say is the most rewarding part of your job? I would say the amount of people that respond to how they feel in my class. I get a lot of feedback as to how they feel about it. And just the amount of people that are just like, I really enjoyed it. You really helped me feel better. Like those type of comments really touch me. <clears throat> um, you would think it would be the income, but it ain't even that. I mean, I've, do I've done great with you know, making a great income, but it's just like, it's how people feel, you know what I'm saying? Because you could, that, that, that saying of your first impressions are everlasting, it's true. You know, they feel good about it, they want to come back. And I'm a, I'm a whole vibe. Like, if I'm, when I'm in my class session, baby, I'm not, I, we outside the coochie cutters together in the crop top, bitch. I'm outside with, with a finger in your back, like, with a finger in your back right here and arch it right here. Like, that's me all day. Like, I just, uh, that's me all day. So. I love that. I just be, okay. you know. You just be out here doing what you do, honey, shaking the table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. What keeps you up at night? My nigga. <laughs> hey, boyfriend. <laughs> that nigga at work. He is at work as he should be now, for first real. Um, anxiety keeps me up at night. <laughs> Uh, I, anxiety keeps me up at night. Just the thought, the, the rolling thoughts of what I gotta do. Like today, I have a long day today, and I'm sleepy. And I gotta leave in three more, two more days to go back out of town. Word, honey. The benefits of being booked and blessed, child. Baby, you hear me? I ain't mad about it. I ain't mad. I'm grateful. I don't know that. I'm, I'm grateful. It's but just, you paying the cost to be the boss out here. Period. 
If I want to live okay. a certain way, I got to do a certain different thing, and it's okay. I know that's right. I know that's right. And I know there's plenty of people that wish that they could throw ass for a living. And you was out here doing it all over the world, child. Please make that shit happen. Period. Honey, keep people being said all the time, they, 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 they were like, why is it, how can a man teach a woman how to check ass? I'm like, listen, baby. A lot of men taught y'all a lot of things, just like y'all taught a lot of men a lot of things, too. Everybody ain't got rhythm, and everybody ain't got the, the charisma to teach a person anyway. Everybody ain't teachers. You can have a class all day, but if you don't know how to, don't know how to connect to people and teach them, you're not a great teacher. They're not coming to just go to shake ass. They're coming to get a whole different energy change. Like I had men, I mean, I've had men, men, grown ass married men hit me up like, hey, my wife came to your class. I don't know what the fuck you did, but she came back home in the best mood. I'm about to pay you for these extra sessions. Like that, I get that all the time. <laughs> I love that. And me too. That, like, what does being a man have to do with throwing ass? Child, it's not like you. You know, like, you know people. Like, just, girl, it's not like you out here teaching childbirth. Like, what the fuck? I can't teach that because I got no cat. But you know, let it be known, bitch. They'll, they'll tell you in a second. Like, oh, you. I know. I know, man. I appreciate you. Let me recognize I'm still a grown ass man. At the end of the day, though, I'm still a teacher. Just like a man, just like a male teacher can teach a teacher, of course, that you may, there may be men that teaches, you know, um, sex ed. You may feel like it's more appropriate for a woman to teach sex ed, but you need, you need sex ed from both aspects. So, and men throw ass too, so, you know, get into it. it. Get into it. Trust. Is there anything that you'd like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Mm-mm. I think all the questions you asked me were, were actually great questions. Thank you. Thank you so much. This, this is actually yeah, very, very interactive. I wish I had a lot more energy, but I'm up. But it's like, oh my God, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Like, you got me going because I'm sitting here on 0.5 and you got me up to a two and a half. So <laughs> thank you. You are feeding me right now. I, I, you welcome. are feeding me right now. Because I literally rolled out the bed into the bathroom, brushed my teeth, and jumped straight in this chair. I was like, 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 like okay, cool. We're going to do this. We are going to do this. Period. But first, I had to watch two or three of your, your uh, posts on your Instagram. First, I was like, getting the spirit. I had to get in the mood and get the spirit. But yes, you are a complete vibe. 10 million percent. Thank you. I appreciate Boy. that. Absolutely. My last question for you is what's next for you and where can we find you and all the things that you want to promote that you can talk about? Yeah. We know well, you're on paper now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I, I am on tour. Um, I have to go to DC, Philly, and New York this weekend, back to back. And then I go back to Texas next week. Um, <clears throat> LA and Vegas, take a couple weeks off, and then I'm getting ready to go to Spain in April. Um, yeah, I got I got booked for Spain for my second international class. So, um, and I'm working on the Midwest tour and getting all that together there in the Midwest. So, there's got a lot of things happening for me before the summertime comes. Um, you can find everything on my social media. It's all the same uh, handles. So, CJ, CJ, if you look up CJ the Trainer official, well, Instagram is only one. It's CJ the Trainer official number two. Or the number two, number, uh, the actual number two, but everything else to see the trainer. You can find me on everything, just like that. Absolutely love that. 
Well, on that note, children, that has been our show. Mr. The Trainer has checks to to collect things to do, asses to throw, tables to shave. Sleep, sleep to get, because I'm tired. <laughs> sleep to get, naps to take, honey, <sighs> boyfriends to bother, but that ain't y'all business. Okay. Period. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to, to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, CJ The Trainer, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You you have made my morning, child. I'm about to go play me some DJ Jubilee and vacuum my flow, chair. Period. That's right. you little wobbling while you vacuum. I do all the time. Yeah, peace. Yes, God, child. You know, <laughs> multitasking, fitness, you know, mm-hmm. domestication and all those things. Love that. <laughs> uh, come back anytime. I appreciate you so much. No problem, love. You have a good day, okay? You as well. And I want to remind all of you guys out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Period. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love all of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. Be useful, but not used. And misbehave yourselves. Period. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.